Hello and welcome to episode five of the PetSap podcast. This is a special episode of the podcast um, with it being Breast Cancer Awareness Month this month. And I'm delighted to be joined by Anna Bieber, founder of the Vet Your Breast campaign. Welcome, Anna. Hi, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Uh, Could we start by hearing a little bit or as much as you're willing to share about your personal journey? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started the Vet Your Breast campaign this year following my own breast cancer diagnosis. Really the way it happened. So I'm a vet. um, I'm working in Bristol. It was the lead up to Christmas. Really, really busy. We all know how the days go. You're trying to leave on time, trying to uh, get to the gym and everything's sort of going against you. And short of that is that I managed to get to the gym. And and when I got there, it was pretty quiet. No one else in there. And it was the first time I'd ever noticed this tiny poster by a mirror that said, check your breasts now. And I did. And that's when I noticed that I had a small lump in my left breast. So from there, really, I went home, got my partner to check. It was definitely there. So made an appointment with the GP and they basically said, oh, you know, no history of breast cancer in your family. You're a young woman, fit, healthy. This is probably a cyst. You know, don't worry about it too much. Go away. Come back in a couple of months time if it's not gone away. And I did what they said, you know, I went off to Thailand. So probably one of the few people who got a holiday this year and went volunteering for Soy Dog, had a great time didn't think too much about it. But then when I got back, it was one month later and I thought, you know what, actually, I'm not really happy about this lump. Went back to the GP and they thought I was a bit crazy coming back so soon, but they agreed to refer me and I was referred to the breast clinic where basically they said, again, the same thing, unlikely to be anything serious, but they took a biopsy and a couple of weeks later, they called me and said, you know, unfortunately, this is not what we expected it's um breast cancer and so yeah just before um lockdown which I guess is is lucky I managed to get my surgery and yeah during lockdown I had radiotherapy but the whole of the time I couldn't let this idea go of you know, what if I actually hadn't made it to the gym that day? And what if I hadn't seen that poster? And, you know, when would I have checked? You know, what would things have looked like for me had I checked six months later? And then really through talking to friends and colleagues who said, gosh, you know, I never would think to check myself or, you know, I know that I should do it, but I just don't because busy lives and forget to look after ourselves sometimes. Um, I just thought, you know what? I wanted to bring a reminder into the actual practice so that if people didn't get the chance to leave, sort of had a really busy day, that actually there was still the reminder in the practice of the importance really to check yourself. So that's what started this whole campaign off. Yeah, we're not known for our work-life balance. So getting that message into the clinic seems like a really good idea. And I mean, it's an incredibly compelling story. And thanks for sharing it. Two things stand out for me. One is, as you say, the importance of that poster just being in the right place at the right time, raising your awareness. And the other part is your self-advocacy. 
you know, saying, actually, no, I am, I'm worried, you know, it, it, it probably, you know, may well be nothing, but I'm worried enough. Uh, and then that getting you that, that referral. Yeah. And I think that's a really sort of important point is that, you know, what I'm hoping to achieve with these posters is not that, you know, everyone goes out and finds a, a breast lump or cancer. That's absolutely not what I want. What, a, what um, I hope to achieve is that, you know, people, these posters get people the confidence or a reminder to check themselves and then they get to know you know what's normal for them so that then if there is something different then that change can be detected early and you know you can go to your GP and say look you know I've been checking myself once a month and, and this wasn't here before so um, I want this checked out. And you talked about finding a lump and that's mm. kind of the story you tend to hear but yeah. a lump's not the only sign that something might be wrong. No, absolutely. So, um, and again, that was another part of the campaign is that throughout my treatment, I met other women, some of whom didn't know that the sign that they had was actually breast cancer. So one woman I met had an inverted nipple and she knew she had that inverted nipple for a year before she got it checked out and just thought that that was a normal change for her. And other signs like a rash or swelling or pain or, you know, sometimes not even in the area of the breast, in other areas, you might notice a change first. So sort of looking for any lymph node enlargement in your armpit or above the collarbone um, can be the changes that you might detect first. So really any change to what's normal for you. And if you have any of these signs on the poster, then, you know, get it checked out. And how big an issue is this within our profession and across the veterinary professions, do you think? Breast cancer affects one in eight women. Our profession is now highly female dominated. You know, I think it's something like 80%. I think at the moment, I just have no idea how many people it actually affects. But what I can say is that since starting the campaign, I've had loads of people reach out and say either that it's affected them directly or that it's affected them through a colleague or a family member, friend. Um, something like that. And I think the important thing to remember as well is that it's not just women that this does affect, it affects men as well. So although it would be considered a rare cancer in men, 400 men are diagnosed with breast cancer each year. And so it's definitely worth everybody checking their breast tissue for any changes. For sure. Given we're medical professionals, mm -hmm. how much of an awareness gap do you think there is? And, uh, and why do you think it exists? I think we are very aware of um, cancers in animals, and I think we're very aware of the diseases that affect humans as well. It's just that we are busy and we live in a time where at the moment it seems okay to sort of put ourselves second. You know, all the time at work you hear phrases like, I've been so busy today, I haven't had a chance to go for a pee, or um, I haven't eaten lunch and it's very late. And I think this is a real problem that we have in, in, um, in the veterinary profession at the moment is this sort of lack of following the advice that we would give to others. You know, yeah. we never say to don't take a break in the day. We would, we would definitely advise not to do that. But, you know, when it comes to ourselves, we have a tendency to put ourselves second. So what I'd say is, we're intelligent people. We know what we should do. Um, and 
on that list is, you know, checking ourselves for any changes, whether it be changes in breast tissue or anywhere else or changes in how you feel. I think what we need to do now is start opening up the conversation about how important it is that we start to put ourselves first so that we can be in the best position to help our patients and colleagues. I like that idea that um, because obviously this is a scary thing, right? And uh, and it can be a very scary subject, and that and that's why it doesn't get talked about mm. as as often as perhaps it should. Mm. But I like the idea of treating sort of vetting your breasts as an act of self care, mm. as part of a self care regime. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, when you start to think about how many things you check as a routine, whether it's you know we're all checking our emails, our phones, um, now we're all hand washing. You know, I think. Having it in a routine that maybe once a month you know to check your breast, whether that's on payday or whenever, really, some day that you can remember to do it once a month, um, to add that in your list of things that you check and just take the few minutes of time uh, that it takes to do that. Yeah. And do you think one consequence of the campaign is giving um, survivors a chance to talk about their experience, the opportunity to talk about that experience where maybe they don't have permission to do that? Because it must be an incredibly traumatic experience. I, I, I know it is from, from people in my family that have gone through it. And, and talking about it, one, raises awareness, but two, must be somewhat therapeutic for, for them. Well, absolutely. I mean, I can talk from um, my perspective. You know, uh, when I was first diagnosed, it was absolutely terrifying. It was without a doubt the scariest thing I've ever been told. And, you know, you're sort of thrown into this horrible, desperate time when you're looking for answers and searching for anything positive, really. Um, And for me, when I went to the breast care clinic the first time, I was in a room of women who were much older than me. and it was just terrifying, very confusing. Why was I there? And so when I got home, you know, one of the first things that I tried to do was look for the people that I could relate to and started Googling, you know, vets with breast cancer. As a result of that, you know, I came into contact with um, two people who've helped me recently do um, some videos for the campaign. And just talking to them was such a huge relief, you know, because these were people who I could relate to, who had gone through the same thing. And, you know, I could ask them genuinely, how is this going to affect me on a day to day, you know, on a day to day? And, um, you know, what is it like to have X, Y, Z done and how has it affected you? And, and you know, they, that was really helpful to me. And that's, you know, another reason for starting the campaign is just sort of you know, bringing people together where they might not, you know, you you feel so alone. And like you say, it's a scary topic, something that particularly now, you know, it's it's quite a lonely time because the coping mechanisms that might be there before COVID, you know, such as sort of going out and and socializing with your friends or, you know, going um, to some kind of activity are gone. So actually bringing people together um, and having this sort of open discussion, for me anyway, has been really helpful. 
Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's wonderful what you're doing and just taking your experience and uh, and building on that. I, I mean, can I ask Anna, how are you now? Yeah, so for me, I was really lucky. So my cancer um, hadn't spread, um, and because of the type of cancer and the fact it hadn't spread, I I didn't need to have chemotherapy. So really, um, for me, all my active treatment, the radiotherapy surgery is done. Um, and that's wonderful news. Yeah, and I'm I'm back to work, and yeah, sort of life is returning to semi-normal. If if it um, can be called that right now <laughs> with everything else that's yeah. happened. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what's next for the campaign? Really at the moment it's trying to encourage as many practices as possible to get on board um and get a poster in their clinic. The only way this campaign has worked so far is through members of the veterinary profession supporting it and getting behind it and really my aim for the campaign is to get a poster in every practice in the UK if that's possible and the way that I can do that is by people going on the website so vetyourbreast.com and downloading the poster printing it in practice or requesting one um from by sending us an email and us posting one out to them um and that's really um what I want to achieve is increasing awareness getting a poster up in in every practice and um yeah, getting as many practices as I can on board. So um, you, you've answered this in, in, in that question, but uh, just to double down on it, because why not? Yeah. How how can people get involved, learn more and show their support? Yeah, so the website has um, many different features. One is that it's got a video section. So um, it basically tells you how to do a proper breast exam for men and women. In a couple of days' time, there will be some videos on the website of our stories. So different members of the veterinary profession, nurses, vets, people in business management, talking about how this has affected them and, and their personal experiences. And then there are um, buttons that you can click to download and print the poster for free in your practice. Um, it's an A5 poster that you can stick up anywhere in your practice, but we recommend in the bathroom um, or changing room so that you remember to check when you're changing your scrubs. And then, of course, there's the donate button. So if you have a few pennies free, I know everyone's a bit short at the moment, but um, the money goes towards printing the posters and sending them out to practices. So, um, yeah, there's that on there as well. And that's Vet Your Breasts. Dot com where you can find all of that thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing your story and, and for all the work you're doing with the vet your breast campaign anna i really appreciate it oh thank you very much for having me